Well, let's take our Bibles tonight and turn them to Judges chapter 2. Judges chapter 2. And uh, we'll read from verses 10 and 11 of Judges chapter 2. You can remain seated as we read this scripture. We read from Judges chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. We read, And also all that generation were gathered unto their fathers, and there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for your love for us and your care for us. We thank you that you've given us a wonderful day. And we just ask now as we gather around your word just for a few moments tonight that you would just strengthen us. And uh, we, just, we just ask, Lord, for your grace that we might live our lives in such a manner that our children know of your great works and they are encouraged by it, they are inspired by it, motivated to live their lives to your glory. So we ask you to bless our time together tonight as we study from your word. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We live in a high-tech world today. Much more so than, than my parents, or absolutely much more so than my grandparents. We, we live in a world of instant everything. You can, you can have instant coffee, instant mashed potatoes, instant rice. You can even have instant coffee, but I can't possibly imagine how coffee can be good unless it's been slow-brewed and percolated and brewed to just the right strength. We live in a world of instant messaging. Yes, I'm, I'm still trying to learn how to text. I get a text from one of my children, and I'll sit there, and it takes me three minutes just to get to the text. And then I start typing, and I got to capitalize every letter, every word that should be. I put commas where they belong, exclamation points, semicolons, colons. So I get a text from them, and it takes me, they'll send me a text that says, Hi, Dad, how are you? And I'll go, Hello there, period. I am doing well today. How are you, question mark? And I shoot that out to them. And before my phone says message sent, there's one coming back already. (laughs) I'm like, Pastor, when did we ever go back to the telegraph system? I don't know. (laughs) But we have instant messaging. Fast food. Now, that's a misnomer. Fast food. Yes, there's no such thing as fast food anymore, if you didn't notice. You go to McDonald's, it takes you an hour and a half to get out. We live in a world of overnight delivery. You believe that? I went to the post office once and sent the mail two-day delivery. After paying the money, the, the lady said, okay, well, it should be there in three to four days. I said, wait a minute, I just paid for two-day delivery. She said, yes, sir. Well, then I said, well, then why should it take four days? She said, well, we can't guarantee that it'll be there in two days. <laughs> why do you charge me for two-day delivery? I don't know. Everything today is moving faster than ever before. 
and all of this hubbub, sometimes some, some people just seem to forget about God. In the, in the rat race, even good Christian people do that. You wake up in the morning, you've got to get your children up, you've got to get them ready for school, you've got to feed them breakfast, you've got to pack everything up for them, then you ship them off, and then here comes your husband. He's gro- rolling out of the room. You've got to feed him, you've got to slap him around a few times and get him awake. Amen. That's what Julie said. Amen. That's right. I'm going to do that to Lino. Then after you, after you send your husband off, you, then ladies got to get dressed for work and get ready for work, those of you that do have to work, and then you rush off to work, and then when you get off of work, you got to rush over to, the, to, the, to get the kids. you got to rush home. you got to throw dinner in the oven. you got to get everything ready. And then it's bedtime, and somehow you forgot all about God. Not because you're, you don't love him, not because you don't care about him, just because you were so busy, you just, you just forgot about him. You didn't have time. And this is where we all find ourselves tonight. So what can we do to fix this? How can we as God's people fix this problem? Tonight, I, I, I want to be brief. I really do, uh, because I'm tired, and I'm sure you're tired. And so I just want to, more than preach a message, I really want to have sort of like a devotion or maybe even a little chapel message. I'm sure the school kids are worried now because they know how long my chapel messages run. So what can we do to fix this? What can we do as God's people? What should we do to avoid uh, all of the distractions, all of, all of the interruptions, all of the things throughout our lives that tend to draw our attention away from the Lord? Let me give you three thoughts and we'll be done. First one is just simply the word stop. Now you have a rather unique study sheet today because this is, because this is so condensed, I already filled in all the blanks for you. Number one is stop. We just need to learn to stop. My old grandpa used to stop. Sometimes we'd be, he had a farm and we'd be working on the farm during the day and he'd, he'd come up to me and he'd say, well, let's go fishing. Right in the middle of the day. What? Yeah, let's go fishing. He had a big pond in his backyard. He stocked it with fish. Come on, let's, let's go fishing. And we'd stop working and we'd go fishing. You know, the, the older people, and I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, by older people I mean people such as my great-grandparents, they had it right. They took the time to spend with their children, with their family. They took the time to enjoy life. They took the time to develop relationships together. Of course, they didn't have video games. They didn't have cell phones. They didn't have TVs with 975 channels on it. All they had was each other and the Lord, and they learned to, to, to enjoy their life by stopping. You know, the Bible tells us in Psalm 46.10, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Tonight, we need to learn how to stop. There was an, there was an Andy Griffith show years ago. Maybe some of you, how many of you ever watched and enjoy Andy Griffith? You can watch him now all the time. I love to sit down and watch some of the old Andy Griffith episodes. Well, there was an Andy Griffith episode which centered around a visiting preacher who preached a message about this very thing, about slowing down and enjoying life. 
and enjoying the wonder of God's creation and the beauty involved. And, and after the church service was over, Andy and Barney and Aunt B were sitting out on the front porch, and, and Barney said, let's run down to the ice cream shop and get some ice cream. And Aunt B said, well, there you go. That's exactly what the preacher talked about. Always running here, running there, running, 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 running. And then all of a sudden they got an idea to, to repair their old bandstand and, and have what they used to have in, in the previous years, a Sunday afternoon concert in the park. And the rest of the show centered around them rushing around and, and trying to do this and trying to do that and getting angry with each other and everything and blah, blah, blah. And finally at the end of the show, they realized they were doing everything that the preacher said not to do. And that's how we are sometimes. Sometimes in our pursuit to do good things, we bypass the better things. We bypass the best things. And we need to learn to just take time. We need to take time to remember the Lord. In Psalm 20 and verse 7, we read, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Sometimes we just need to sit down and think about the Lord. Think about his grace. Think about how wonderful he is. Sometimes we just need to sit down and and breathe in his creation and, and take a look at the beauty all about us. Sometimes we just need to stop and, and, and think about how precious life really is and how privileged we are to be his children. I have a, a picture on my desktop, on my laptop, and it's a picture of my grandson. And he's sitting there with a cute little smile, and he's got his little hand right here like this. And sometimes I get all upset during the day. Sometimes things really begin to bother me, and I go sit in that chair, and I look at that screen, and I look in those eyes, and I smile. And, you know, sometimes we just need to sit back and take a moment and just look at everything that God has done and everything that God has given us. Sometimes we're just in too big of a rush. You know, as I get older, I learn that problems will still be there tomorrow. You don't, need to, you don't need to put yourself in a frenzy today. When you come to church on Sunday, leave your problems home. They'll be faithful to wait for you. They'll be there when you get home. They won't, they won't forsake you. They won't leave you. Trust me. Just learn to stop and just, just think about the Lord. But we also, tonight, we need to remember where we came from. In Psalm 40, in verses 1 through 3, we read, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. And he had a song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it in fear and shall trust. And Lord, we need, to, we need to remember where we came from tonight. Sometimes you need to stop and consider who you were before God saved you and where you came from. And be thankful and rejoice in your salvation. Sometimes we just need to remember how we got here. In Matthew chapter 11, 
we read from verses 28 through 30. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We've got to remember that we got here by the grace of God, by the mercy of God, by the blood of Jesus Christ. And we need to take time and just stop and rejoice in the truth that we are the children of God. And our purpose is the same as his purpose, which is to glorify his name. We need to remember why we are here. We're not here to amass finances. We're not here to amass a a name for ourselves. We're not here to possess great things. Why are we here? Ecclesiastes chapter 12. We read this in my Sunday school class today. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. We're here to honor, respect, love the Lord, and obey his commandments. That's why we're here. We are what we are today by the grace of God. Yet we so easily forget this, don't we? We so easily forget that it's by God's grace, by God's mercy, according to his purpose and by his will, that we are who and what we are. We must learn to set aside time each day, no matter how busy we are, no matter how difficult it may be to find the time. We need to set aside a time each day and just think about the Lord. Just imagine what would happen to your marriage if you neglected your spouse day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. Before too long, you would have no marriage to worry about. So let us make the time to fellowship with God every day. Let us, let us stop and set aside some time each day just to get alone and sing praises to the Lord and pray and worship him and adore him every day. If you're too busy for God, by the way, then you're too busy. So we're to stop. But then tonight, I also thought that we're to look. We're not just to stop, but we're to look. In Psalm, I'm sorry, in Isaiah 55 and verse 6, we read, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. We sometimes make the mistake of thinking that we have all the time in the world. Some people have come to me and said, well, I'll, I'll get busy and serve in the, Lord, in, the, in the church next year. I've talked to people about teaching a Sunday school, school class, and they'll say, yeah, well, you know, I'd like to do that, but maybe I'll do that later. Or we approach people to work in the Pioneer Club, and they'll say, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll think about doing that maybe next season when the Pioneer Club kicks off again. I've had people talk to me about tithing, and they'll say, well, I'll, I'll tithe next payday. But it seems that next week or next month or next year or next payday never comes. We just keep putting off what we ought to do until later. And before we realize it, time has slipped away. 
You know, it's, it's funny. When I was a young boy, my grandpa used to tell me, boy, the older you get, the faster time goes. And being the young scientist I was, I said, that doesn't make any sense, Grandpa. Time is a constant. But you know, Grandpa was right. He was right. I can close my eyes, and I don't want to embarrass her, but I can close my eyes, and I can still see Erica right here, just holding her in my arms, rocking her back and forth. I used to get my wife so mad because I'd come home late from work and I'd wake her up to play with her. And then I'd say, honey, I'm going to bed. (laughs) See you in the morning. (laughs) No, I didn't do that. Well, I did, but. But time, sometimes we, we tend to think we've got all the time in the world and before we know it, all the things we intended to do aren't done because Time slips away. Time slips away. But time, by the way, is a commodity for the Christians. You may not realize this tonight, but time is a commodity to you. In Ephesians chapter 5 and verses 15 through 17, we read, So then, uh, see then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, Be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. That phrase right there, redeeming the time. Time is a commodity to a Christian. You exchange every second of time for something, and God will cash that in at some point in in time when we stand before him at the judgment seat of Christ. He will examine what we did with every second of time that he gave us and how we used that time whether we used it in worship and praise and glorifying him or whether we used it to consume upon our lusts. So as you go through your day, as you live your life, you you best remember that you are exchanging time for something at every moment of your life. So we better be more careful how we spend our time, amen? Because God has only given you a certain amount of it. Each, time, each second that passes by, your time account is growing smaller and smaller. And we cannot add to that account. We only withdraw from it. So we'd better slow down. We better stop. And we better start watching out what we do. We better look at how we're spending our time and do those things we know to do. It's time to wake up and it's time to serve the Lord now. You may say, well, I'm, I'm old. Well, if you're old, then praise the Lord and use the rest of the time you have glorifying him and honoring him. If you're young, you say, well, I'm young. I, I have lots of time to serve the Lord. You don't know that. You don't know how much time you have. So be wise, not, not as a fool. Value the time God has given you and use it wisely to his glory and to his honor. Don't put off until tomorrow what you know to do today. Jesus told us to look at what needs to be done now and do it. In John chapter 4 and verse 34, we read, Jesus saith unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. 
Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. Open your eyes today and see the work that needs to be done and then do it. So we're to stop. Learn how to organize your life and make sure that you have time every day to fellowship with God. Be it early in the morning before anyone gets up or late in the evening after everyone's retired, but take some time. Find a way to make time to fellowship with God. I like to sit down and have a cup of coffee every morning with the Lord. But, you know, funny thing, I pour two and he makes me drink them both. But find time to fellowship with the Lord. And then value your time. Look, look to your time and make sure that what you're doing are the things that need to be done for God's glory and honor. And by the way, your children will observe you doing that. And they'll grow to value the time that they have with the Lord as well. But then thirdly tonight and lastly, I told you it was going to be brief. We're to listen. We should stop. We should look. But thirdly, we should listen. In 1 Kings chapter 19, uh, why don't you turn to there with me. 1 Kings chapter 19, and we're going to read verses 9 through 13. These are very familiar scriptures. Uh, Scriptures concerning Elijah. 1 Kings chapter 19, and we'll begin at verse 9. And he came thither unto a cave and lodged there. And, behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left. And they seek my life to take it away. And he said, Go forth and... Stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. And it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering in of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What doest thou here, Elijah? Our lives are filled with noise. And the noise, if we are not listening, can keep us from hearing the voice of the Lord. Now my wife is always fussing at me because... She says, I don't listen to her. Any of you husbands have that problem? Your wives say, you don't listen to a thing I say. I say, yes, I do. She said, what did I say? I said, you said, I don't listen to a thing you say. (laughs) But unfortunately, you know, sometimes she's right. Sometimes she's talking away and I'm sitting there and I don't hear a word she says. And it's not because I don't want to listen to her. It's just that I get distracted by other things. Things happening around me. I I just, 
I'm sorry, I'm handicapped. I'm a man. I can't help it. I can I can be sitting there watching a spider go up and down his web, and I'm and she's over here talking, and I'm uh huh, yeah. I'm a man. I'm sorry. I don't have a shopping gene. Uh, I, I can't help myself. But the truth of the matter is that my wife deserves my full attention. Um, she deserves my full attention because she's my wife. And I should focus on her. My time with her is valuable and I should give all of it to her. Then I will hear everything she says to me. And I won't have to be sorry for disappointing and even hurting her. But this is often just the way we are with the Lord. The Lord is trying to to teach teach us things. The Holy Spirit is trying to instruct us. And and God is trying to speak to us. And and we're too busy with other things. We're distracted. There's too much noise around us. The noise is around us, such as our job. And the concerns we may have on our job and for our job. Sometimes the noise that that distracts us from the Lord is our, our acquaintances, our friends. Sometimes the noise that distracts us may be our hobbies. Sometimes the noise that distracts us from the Lord is even our own family. All these things are, are making too much noise in our lives for us to be able to hear the, the still, small voice of God. Elijah probably thought that God would be in the violent wind. Or he thought, well, certainly God is going to be in that mighty earthquake. Or that the Lord would be in that consuming fire. But the Lord was not in any of those. Instead, the Lord was found in the still, small voice. And until Elijah, until God had gotten Elijah's attention, and until Elijah had focused on trying to find the Lord. You see, Elijah was seeking the Lord in the wind. And where are you, Lord? Seeking him in the earthquake, seeking him in the fire. Now Elijah was, was sincerely seeking the Lord, and now that he was focused in seeking the Lord, he could hear that small voice of the Lord. And let me tell you something, Christians, tonight, unless you're listening for it, you may fail to hear his voice. As I'm sitting there often and my wife is speaking to me quietly, I'm not paying any attention because I'm distracted. What, what do I need to do? I need to focus on her. Put all my attention on her. Stop whatever I'm doing and say, okay, what do you need to tell me? And that's what we need to do with the Lord, too. We need to learn to listen for God. Listen for his voice. Have you ever tried to tune in a radio station? And, and you, you know, it's not so much a problem nowadays because you've got all these fancy radios that you push a button and it goes right to the station you want. But in the old time, when I was a boy, you had to tune that radio station. My mom used to pray Dad would pull over and stop to tune because he'd be driving it. <laughs> he'd look up at the road every five, you know. <laughs> you need to learn to tune in the Lord. We get so busy. And, and you know what? 
we're not busy in, evil, in bad things. We're not busy in evil things. We're, we're busy in good things. We're busy taking care of our family. We're busy uh, trying to earn money on our jobs. But no matter what it is that's distracting us from the Lord, it's distracting us from the Lord. And we need to learn to listen for God. Young people need to learn to tune in and focus on God's will for their life. Parents, you need, to, you need to learn to tune in. Grandparents, you need to learn to tune in too. We all need to learn to quiet down and listen for that still small voice. Now this tonight was a simple, heartfelt message that I put together. And, and I just wanted to take some time tonight just to give you my heart on on these things because I fear that so many of our Christian people today, and I'm talking about some of our best Christians, are failing in these important parts of their life. We are so busy today. So busy. And, And we have so many toys to play with and so much distraction in our lives. And I fear that we don't listen to God anymore because we have too much going on. Stop, look, and listen. When I was a boy, that's what we were taught in safety for school. You get to a street corner, you stop. Look both ways and listen for cars or things such as that. Well, tonight, let us stop. Let's let's stop and make some time for the Lord. Let's stop and, and set aside time every day not once a month, not once a year, every day. Let's, let's stop and make time for the Lord. Let's look. Let's seek to form a relationship with God. Learn to pray. Read the scriptures. Study the Bible. Learn to, to, to build a relationship with God. And then let us listen. Remove all of the noise and remove all of the distractions in life so that we can hear the voice of the Lord. God loves us. You know, we are so blessed. We are so blessed. I was thinking this week as I was, doing, as I was studying for all these messages and I began to think of how blessed I really am. The Lord has given me the opportunity to work with young people, to, to help mentor them, and to help, help try to build their lives around him. The Lord has given me the privilege of standing in this, in this office and, and preaching his word to, to his people. The Lord has given me a wonderful church with a wonderful church family. I get to pick on Debbie every week and have a good time doing it. He's given, us, he's given us a place of love, a place of fellowship. We are so blessed. We are so blessed. And so often we just take it all for granted. Not intentionally, but out of habit. When was the last time that you went apart by yourself, no one with you, and you wept because of God's goodness to you? We are a blessed people. We have a great and a mighty God. We are so privileged. Yet we complain. We fret and worry. We, we, in essence, call God a liar by worrying and not trusting him and not living by faith. 
And God says, my children, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll always provide all of your needs. I mean, all you have to do is look at me and know that God takes care of of his children. I was telling the choir tonight, I am not overweight. I'm just too short. I should be six foot eight. Instead, I'm six foot. My growth was stunted. After all, the Lord makes no mistakes, amen? (laughs) No, but I sure do when I sit down to eat. Stop, look, and listen. It's time. It's time that God's children in America don't live such busy lives and put some time aside for him. Let us pray. Father, thank you for this time we have together. And Lord, you're so good to us. You've blessed us so much in this country. When I think of people around this world who are suffering and who live in impoverished nations, who, who go to bed at night, or should I say lay on the ground at night and hope to wake up alive the next morning. And I think about what, all that you've given us in this country and, and how that's created greed in our hearts. And we just want more and more and more, and we've forsaken you in an attempt to get more and more and more. Yet we need to learn to stop. We need to learn to look, to seek a a relationship with you, and we need to learn to listen and remove all those distractions in our life that keep us from hearing your voice. Thank you, Lord, for this time. I pray, Holy Spirit, you would have spoken to the hearts of your people. And we just, we just rejoice, Father, tonight. We rejoice in, a, in our salvation. We rejoice in the grace and mercy you've given us. And we ask that you would help each of us this coming week as we go out into the community. We ask that you would make us a witness, that we would, with boldness, proclaim the gospel. And, Lord, we love you and we trust you for all things. Thank you now for this time we've had together. And we ask that you would bless this service. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.